The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamprin. It's another beautiful Saturday here in the city of Hamilton. Well, whatever the weather is, it's always a beautiful day when we get to talk real estate with Mr. Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Gartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can find them on the World Wide Web. That's the World Wide Web. RobGolfie.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. That's 905 905- Five seven five seven seven zero zero. Follow the Golfie team on social media: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give them a like. Give them a follow. Uh, great videos. Awesome information relayed to you, the listeners. If you have a topic idea for a future program or a question for the Golfie team you would like addressed on a future show, send them an email: questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We have uh, plenty of topics to get to today, including why you need to stage your home, why it's important to do so. We'll talk about trends to watch for in the Hamilton housing market this year. Boomers are the only group, remarkably, to boost their share of Canadian mortgages. We're also going to chat about a home equity tax and uh, it's it's not for sure, but it has been talked about. There have been reports conducted. Will the government, the federal government, implement a new tax for your home? We will find out uh, fairly soon, I would think. We have a special guest on the show as well today. Melissa DeRuder is a sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Melissa, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Thanks for hopping on board. Rob has uh, stick-handled his, stick his way through a number of special guests, whether it's Phil Golfie or uh, Lou Tallarico, a host of others have joined us on the show. So it's nice to add to the list. Welcome aboard. We just want to add a little uh, character and flavor to the uh, show yeah. so that uh, it's just not me they're hearing all the time. So <laughs> I don't know how you do it, Rick. Everybody loves listening to you, but you know what? That's uh, you're good at it. So that's uh, so that's why I'm bringing some other people here with me. Excellent. Well, you, you are um, but, too as well, and I, I think we're we're going to be uh, uh, nicely supply surprised with what Melissa brings to the table as well. But let's kick off the show talking about uh, another active market here in Hamilton. It doesn't seem to be really slowing down, and the numbers are, are bearing that fruit in the appointment center. How busy is it? Has it been? It, 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 it's jumping and it's actually more uh, busy than January of 2021. Um, so week to week, I guess uh, total appointments, they're up 34.7% from the same week last year versus the same week this year. So, and, and I know that uh, on our, on our first 20 deals, um, 17 of them are all over asking price. So Rick, this is this thing's not stopping. It, it looks like it's just as bad as the pandemic itself. Uh, it's just going on, and 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 it's and I don't know how long it's going to keep going. I think it will. I, I think it will stop in, in the spring sometime in the March or April. It'll just say, okay, we hit the ceiling, and then it's just going to uh, uh, float along there. But again, even though you don't think there are deals, there are deals. Now I'm not sure if I remember if I told the story last week about my friend buying a house privately. Did I talk about that one? No, I don't think so. So 
so a friend of mine, I sold his house and, uh, and his closing date was coming up, uh, is coming up at the end of this month uh, of January. And, and they had a quick closing. He understood that he was going to uh, rent a house. And I says, don't, I says, get something. So he had an opportunity to buy a house privately and, and the house privately, he had the opportunity to buy was 1.2 million, which does is, is a lot, but it's not a lot really it's, uh, what's going on in the, in the, in the housing market. So I said to him, I go, look, I says, make that deal, live in there temporarily, at least you're in the market. And then you, then you, you've got time and room to breathe and find the house that you really want. Don't, because right now you're looking at, you're desperately looking and you're, you're going to buy something. And then once you move in six months later, say, ah, we should have waited maybe a little longer. It's like anything else, you know, you, 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 you've got this pressure on you. So this house came up for sale, uh, that he had the opportunity to buy and he had the opportunity to buy that for a while. And I said, I said to him, look, make the deal with him. I, I, I said, because you know what? I think it's a good deal. So anyway, just as he's making the deal, right? The week that he's making the deal, this was last week, uh, a house on the same street, same house, uh, style, everything goes up for sale and it's listed at 1.3 million and they're holding offers. And I go, Oh my God. So already, already I says, I said to him, you've got to make this deal before that they sell that house. You've got to make the deal. So he made the deal and uh, 1.2 million, all set and done, private deal, and they uh, they sell they have, they held the offers and the outcome of those offers it sold for one million four hundred and fifty five thousand. <laughs> so there's two there's two lessons here for everybody to understand. One, do not sell privately. I'll tell you that because, because the people that sold privately to these people, like I haven't seen the house, nothing. They sold privately to these people, to my friends. And they, that's one mistake that a seller made selling privately. Number two mistake is, um, you, you, you've got to stay in the market. So, and, and, and that's what I tried to prevent from, uh, my friends, uh, doing because they were going to rent and, and the rent was going to be about 48 to $50,000 for the next 12 months. Hmm. And I said, well, you're going to lose 48, 50,000, but because they made a private deal and a house down the street sold for 255,000 more than what they paid for. And I said, now you're in the market. So now you can breathe. You can wait till the right house comes up for sale and then you can sell that one and you're building equity as you're going. So those are the two lessons, guys. Listen, I'm telling you, be careful selling privately in this market. You are going to save money on one way, but you're going to lose a hell of a lot more money the other way. So be very careful. Yeah, a lot of sellers, um, you know, a number of them, they do seem to be intrigued. Well, if this, this market is like this and it's a true seller's market, you know, I can sell privately. And they get very um, enthralled by it. Um, but the reality is you need, in order to get these um you know, exorbitant prices, you do need eyes on it. You need the marketing. You need that. And then that's the way that you get the big bucks for your house. I will say, and it wasn't too long ago where I noticed um, a few more private listings. You know, you see those signs on the lawns. But recently, I'd say over the last year at least, I've seen very few of them. I remember seeing one maybe over the last six months. Are you noticing the same kind of decline in private sales as well? Absolutely. Uh, right now there is very little inventory. I think uh, I, so little that 
that, I mean, you're getting 50 to 100 showings on every house that goes up for sale. And so, like, right now, like, I don't know how long this will last. When, when there's a, a, a thing like this in the spring market that's happening where uh, there's multiple offers, there's more buyers than sellers, it, it, it eventually slows down and stops. It will happen just like it did in 2017. It, it will slow down and stop, and then it'll just level out. So when is that? We don't know. But I know it's within the next two to three months. So between now and three months, it will stop. So you guys are thinking about selling right now. Do it. I mean, this spring, do it now. And I, I get it. The only people that are really looking at, uh, like if people are relocating to a different city or a different province or whatever, I mean, they're putting up their houses for sale and selling. Now, if you're looking at uh, selling and buying, that is, I get it that is the tough dilemma. And, uh, and, and then you get worried. You don't know what you're going to get for your house. Well, be very careful. Make sure you get the right agent because if somebody overestimates your house, what you're going to get, and then you end up buying another house and you pay more for that because you thought you were going to get a lot more for your own house, be very careful. A lot of people got caught in that trap. So make sure you hire an experienced realtor to get you the, uh, to know exactly what your house value is going to be. Another set of stats. Oh, sorry, Melissa, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, and an agent um, that, um, you know, is going to know, you know, how to attractively price it and market it for, for the market, um, you know, the putting the price at where you're going to get the eyes on it. Um, and that's the key. And having a real estate agent, you know, who understands that and can explain that to you and alleviate your fears about listing a little bit lower than you anticipated uh, but that the payout might be a lot more than you anticipated. Yeah, speaking of price, just going back to the appointment center statistics in the top five price ranges area of the uh, of the statistical breakdown in Hamilton. Very very interesting to note that the previous week the top price range was between one and two million dollars. So obviously a lot of luxury homes, likely in the Ancaster area, uh, going up for sale and being sold. The current week, however, the the top five or the top price range is four hundred fifty to five hundred thousand. So there's still uh, those types of homes being sold right now? They are. So a lot of those homes are the ones that uh, maybe have listed for 400 and they're getting 500 for it right now. Right. Like, um, okay. it's, uh, you, you'd be, I was just checking on the system today. In Hamilton, under 400, between 100 and 400,000, I think there was, uh, I think there was 14 properties for sale. <laughs> and, and, and there was a few. I think there was one or two that weren't holding offers. There was one that wasn't holding offers. Basically, the house is condemned. It's it, so it's listed at two ninety nine nine, and uh, it was uh, it, whoever buys it will have to just gut the whole thing. You could see there was mold pictures and right. uh, in the house and everything, but it, it's a two and a half story brick. It's in Hamilton. Basically, they're selling the lot, but I think two uh, two ninety nine without holding offers on that one. That one there is, is is worth it. You can put another two hundred grand into it. You got yourself maybe a seven hundred fifty to eight hundred thousand dollar house. Is Canada going to implement a new home equity tax sometime soon? We will debate that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on nine hundred CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. 
Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin here. On the line once again, Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. Also from the Golfie team, our special guest today is sales representative Melissa DeRuder. You can contact them at 905-575-7700 if you want to sell your home or you're in the market to buy a house. you got to call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team. That phone number again, 905 575 Online, the website is robgolfi.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Give them a like and follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And if you have a topic idea or a question, send the Golfi team an email. Questions at robgolfi.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfi.com. Still to come, we'll talk about trends to watch out for in this housing market in 2022 and why it's important for you to stage your home if you are putting it on the market. But let's get to what is going to be, I think, a hot topic over the next well, at least a week or so, maybe even longer than that. And that revolves around a proposed new home equity tax. So this is interesting because this is a CMHC funded report that looked into yet another tax for Canadian homeowners, which would be calculated by um, uh, looking at the, uh, the the price of a home, and you'd, you'd have to pay a tax if you were to sell that home. So the Canadian Taxpayers Federation um, released a home equity tax calculator, and uh, here, here's an example. So a Toronto home that in 1980 was purchased for $250,000 today, let's just say it goes for $1.2 million. The tax on that would be, be between fifty one and $190,000. So we're talking a big chunk of change. What are your reactions to this proposed new home equity tax? I, I think I can't even believe they're going down that road. Um, I, I, it's just uh, we're us as Canadians, we're paying a lot of money in taxes. If you think about it, we, we pay tax when we make our wages, right? And we and then after that, you go buy um, things that you need for yourself. You pay tax on top of that, and then if your you know vehicles, everything else, you just you're continuously paying tax. You're ta- paying taxes on property. You're paying tax everywhere. I think I don't. I can't believe the people that are bringing this up. They must. They must be renting. <laughs> they must be renting houses because uh they're saying hey listen let's stay renting let's let's let these guys uh pay taxes i i don't know i i don't think it'll go through Uh, i'd be surprised yeah you know for me it's uh you know kind of a tax is like a band-aid solution is that really going to affect change and what will be the ramifications in the long term on it you know where is kind of that grassroots ground up kind of thinking rather than, um, you know, just another tax. And, you know, my concern, uh, I have a background in healthcare uh, and working with a lot of the elderly. And, you know, um, you know, my in-laws, my parents, you know, the equity in their house is going to go towards their care. You know, when they end up, say, in a retirement home where you can pay up to $10,000 a month, $12,000 a month per couple, right? Or long-term care, you know, is this going to punish, punish uh, you know, these homeowners or even homeowners like myself who have, moved up the ladder, um, you know, to me, there's other solutions that may be a little more difficult, a bit more complicated, but in the long run would lead, um, you know, just 
to better for society in general, even in overall health and well-being. Well, Rick, if there's a, you know how there's a housing shortage now? There'll be even more of a housing shortage of that because people will say, you know what? I'm not going to pay that tax. I'll just stay here a little longer and, yeah. and do what I want to do here. And so people will stay in their houses longer. And, it, it, and then now people aren't going to be moving as much. It'll slow the economy down and everything else. But I, I think it's a bad idea. Uh, adding a tax to um, to homeowners when they're selling, when they're you know when they're buying, they're already paying a hefty land transfer tax and, and property taxes and everything else on on the property. But I it's uh, I, I think it's a bad idea. I don't even know why they even came up with uh, a, a study like this. And again, we should remind our listeners too that this is just in the proposal stage. It was just a report by the CMHC, so nothing is coming down the pipe. But this tax would be calculated per year, and homeowners would have the option of paying um, that tax each year or defer it until they sell their home. And I thought of two things. Number one, uh, what you just mentioned, Rob, fewer people are going to want to sell their homes because they don't want to pay this tax. Or um, if they do put their home on the market, they'll say, all right, my tax is going to be X. I'll just add that amount to the listing, which is going to make homes A, more affordable, and could even limit supply as well. So this, this has the opposite effect of what we're trying to do. Well, absolutely. It's, 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 it's not a good thing and they should just throw this away forever. Just throw it out and burn it and not even have it come back up that study again. <laughs> burn it, explode it, submerge it in water, throw it into, yes, throw it yes. into outer space and yeah, forget about shoot it. it. Shoot it into outer space and, uh, and maybe a thousand years they'll say, I can't believe they did this or even thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's move on to our no. next topic. Let's bury this topic and move on to our next one. Uh, boomers, baby boomers are the only group to increase their share of Canadian mortgages. This reports from Equifax mortgage data, uh, that shows that, uh, a lot of boomers are behind what we've seen in the housing market. Is, is this true? I can't believe it. Yeah, I read this. Rick, I, I was surprised to see that boomers are actually, you know, are taking equity out of their house, you know, to do whatever they want. But I, I was I was really shocked uh, about that. But I mean, uh, boomers, I mean, like my parents would never, ever think about uh, mortgaging their house. That, that was the first thing they would do. Like they're immigrants. And it was the first thing they did when they came to this country, buy a house, pay it off. And then you're that's it. And so they came from a different generation. Baby boomers, um, I, you know, obviously they were born right after the war and uh, from, I guess, 1944, 1945 and on, uh, to 1964. And so I guess, yeah, they, they've got a lot of equity. They, they do have money and they're probably taking equity out of their place. But I, I was surprised it was as high as it was it, Yeah, for, uh, for, for them uh, refinancing their houses. So. And I was kind of wondering, too, you know, what could these numbers also mean? You know, are there boomer parents who are taking on a bit uh, another mortgage to help out um, a child you know are they thinking you know um, especially with COVID okay I've got my house but maybe I'd like to purchase uh, a condo somewhere or a cottage um, you know and are they investing to pay for those upcoming costs of retirement living um, and long-term care living um, you know because I was surprised to see that as well because just as Rob said you know um, that generation definitely were the ones that, you know, pay down that mortgage, pay down that mortgage. 
Yeah, not only that, not only that, we're seeing a lot of boomers, um, you know, sell their homes and then move to their, you know, the, the last place that they're going to live in, cash in on their, you know, million dollar homes in the GTA and maybe in some cases here in Hamilton as well, and move to places like Niagara and Brantford, which has really seen a spike as well. But for them to, you know, take on a new mortgage, maybe maybe they want to take that, uh, you know, that uh, that trip. Although you can't really travel now, or at least if you do, you got to quarantine <laughs> and the like, so it's not as fun. Uh, or or maybe even make some home improvement because one day they know they're going to sell their home and they're going to want it to sell it maybe for a little bit more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know what? I mean, the interest rates are so cheap now. Basically, you're paying off more uh, equity than you are interest. So it's, it's, not, it's not a bad gig. For, if, you're get, if you got interest rates at 2%, 2.5%, it's worth taking the money out. You know what I mean? And yeah. buying something else that, that's going to increase and give you 10% on your money on your return uh, if you're buying another house or, or you're improving your home. So... So interest rates, I mean, are so so low that it 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 yeah that that's an opportunity for a lot of boomers, I guess, that they're taking advantage of. Absolutely. Yeah, because there was a line in this in this article that did say, you know, they cashed out or they they did big, you know, with the sale of their home, and they say, so why not roll the dice and see where we can land uh, in another place in another uh, property and see what we can make on that as well. You can listen to our show through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for The Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. It's Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Melissa DeRuder, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, The Golfy Team. Call them today at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfy.com. Let's switch gears and talk about trends to watch out for in the Hamilton housing market in 2022. And what many people are asking is, are prices going to continue to go up? What's your crystal ball telling you? Uh, I say yes for the next uh, four months uh, uh, that they are going to keep going up. Uh, are, you know, like the government of Canada is ma- making a major housing, uh, you know, re- an announcement today at, uh, or actually on, on, uh, Thir- uh, what is it? Wednesday, Thursday, hmm. Thursday. They made an announcement, you know, in uh, announcing that the tax of one million uh, houses, a million dollars or more, uh, uh, for new rules or purchasing investment property. So they are going to make an announcement in regards to uh, to the uh, uh, taxes on houses over a million. Okay. Absolutely, new rules. New rules are coming out, but uh, housing prices are going to go up, no doubt. Um, and, uh, now you're going to get the average house like three years ago, four years ago, that was worth six, 700,000 is going to be over a million dollars. Now, now they may end up paying a tax. So I don't know. It's going to, they're going to try to slow that market down, How, but I'm going to tell you the next, like I said earlier, next three months, housing prices will go up and it'll, it'll level off after that for the rest of the year. And that's, that's my take on, uh, 2022. I agree with Rob. And um, right now, um, you know, if you're a seller and, and you, your house is ready, uh, the demand is so high everywhere. Uh, Hamilton is hot, hot, hot. Um, so these sellers are going to do really well um, in these next few weeks because there's just not much up. And if you have a quality product that you put up, uh, buyers are going to want it. So the inventory issue isn't really going to change. Inventory is not going to change for a while. It, it's going to be down for a long time. But what, what will happen is that you're going to see uh, buyers just kind of, they're, 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 they're getting fed up because, you know, we, we're dealing with buyers that put, you know, 10 offers on 10 different houses and lost every one. Now, these buyers are putting, they're putting offers on houses 
normally in a normal market, they wouldn't put an offer in because they would keep looking for the right house because they have the time to do it. But, but they just want to get a house. They just want to get something so that they can just get something in their name. And that's what's driving these prices up because now everybody's in the same boat. And, and just, and just like I was talking earlier about my friends, they, they were, they, they were going to make a decision on putting an offer on a house that I wasn't really, I said to him, I go, I go, buddy, I go like, this is not, this is not something you would have bought if, if we had lots of time and nobody else is pushing it. And he goes, you know what? You're right, but I need a house. Yeah, but you're going to be here six months and say, we should have waited. It, it, I said, it's better to be uncomfortable for a short term than be uncomfortable for a long term. That's a great yeah, point. And definitely, oh, sorry, Rick. Yeah, and I, I just think back to even last year, you know, first-time buyers trying to get into the market. And, you know, what is that going to look like this spring for those buyers coming out, the first-time buyers? You know, uh, it's, it's a crash course. Uh, definitely, this is a fast-paced market, and it can be quite overwhelming. Because we've seen a lot of retirees and boomers kind of cash in on their homes, is there more interest in condos? Is that market heating up? That market is good, but I'm not a favor for the condo market. Now, if you're buying a condo for long-term, and let's just say you buy a condo for 400000 and I know it's hard to get a $400,000 townhouse. Now, two, three years ago, you could have, okay? So, and I, and I was just talking to my son, Phil. He goes, you know what? He goes, he bought a condo. He lived in it, and, and now he, he, he's renting it now. And he's moved in with his girlfriend. Now, here's the thing about this. He said, I should have bought a townhouse because my equity would have grown more than the equity in the condo. Right. Condos, they do, they do go up in value, but not as fast as the uh, townhouses, detached homes, semis, and everything else like that. So to me, now, now the townhouses and detaches are getting so expensive, you, maybe town, the, the condo, apartment-style condominium is the way to go. But in, in, in my opinion, and I, I'm not a big fan of them, but a lot of people buy them. They're selling crazy. They're doing it. That, that, and everybody you know, has their different options of buying and selling real estate. Me, I, I, I like to have the townhouse or the detached home, the semi. I think my money will go a lot further that way. And, and that's my opinion on, on, uh, on, on the values of condos and, uh, and uh, detached and semis and townhouses. You know, Rob, what would you say, you know, if someone is looking for a condo, would you say, um, you know, look at a new build, buy before it's built, or would you say go for one that's already up? Well, right now, uh, developer, condo developers, they're pricing their condos so expensive. They're basically, they're adding what the condo is going to be of value in a year to 18 months from now. So they seem expensive now, and it is expensive. But they know that it, they know with the economy the way it's going that uh, what, by the time they take possession, uh, it, it's still a deal. But they're tr- they're 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 predicting what the market is going to be in a year, and that's and that's what's happened here. Now the, the condo market in Hamilton before three years ago, before 2017, there were great deals here. But then all of a sudden we get the Toronto buyers and investors coming into Hamilton. And now, now they've driven the market up for the condos. And, but, and that's why I still feel the appreciation of condos are good, but they're not good, good enough for me as an investment.
One more issue to get into with uh, trends to watch out for in the Hamilton housing market in 2022. We'll save it for after the break. It has to do with the pandemic, of course. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Pleased to be joined once again by Rob Golfy and Melissa DeRuder, our special guests this morning, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfy team. Find them online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L. FI.com, the hottest listings in town on that website. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales. The first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. They did it in 11 months. 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfy team on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Instagram. Give them a like, give them a follow, and uh, they do some great stuff on social. Email the Golfy team if you have a topic idea or a question you would like us to tackle on a future show. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. In a couple of minutes, we'll tell you why you need to stage your home if you're putting it on the market. But one last trend to talk about in terms of 2022 here in the Hamilton housing market, and it's pandemic related. How would another lockdown affect the real estate market? I I don't think uh, I don't think it's going to affect it. Uh, we're we're so used to this up and down and uh, phase two, phase one, phase three. Um, interest rates may go up a quarter percent, but I don't think it's going to affect it. I think I think we're just used to being in this kind of environment in this world that um, I, I I truly feel that it'll just continue on. Now, I mean. Again, we still have people that are scared of this COVID and they're not doing the move that they probably normally would have done. So that that is a big part of the shortage. So I, I think this is as long as they keep shutting down everything and, and scaring everybody uh, in, in the world that uh, this deadly uh, pandemic, uh, I think it, there's going to be a shortage uh, until this pa- this pandemic's over with. It's a good point. Let's uh, shuffle off to our next topic about uh, staging your home. There's a survey from the National Association of Realtors that shows that home staging continues to be a significant part of the home buying and selling process. How important is home staging? Super important. Very important. And I'll tell you a true story that just happened about two, three weeks ago. Um, uh, a, a small builder that was, had three homes that he just built their townhouses and he had it listed with, uh, another agent, completely empty house, totally empty. And he had it for sale, seven fifty, could not sell it. And he was frustrated and, and, and said, and people kept telling me that they had to call the golfy team, call the golfy team. So he called us, we visited him and I said, yeah, we can sell this. I says, I, I can't believe you, you haven't sold it. 
I said, the first thing is you got to get this place cleaned up, right? This is a brand new house. Like, so it, it needs cleaning up because people kept walking in throughout with their shoes and stuff like that. Get it cleaned. We fully staged the house. Fully staged it. Sold it in a week. <laughs> That's the difference. Wow. There, 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 there you go, Rick. It's, it's plain and simple. We have uh, uh, over 10,000 square foot warehouse furniture plus we've got houses furnished out there right now and and and, and a part of our 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 system is that we don't charge for staging that's part of our business that's part of uh, of what you hire us for staging makes the difference now um so believe me it, it is it is huge and we've sold a lot of houses because of it and and if anybody says uh, it it doesn't, well, you know what? They're, they they don't they haven't sold enough houses to figure that out yet. You know, Rick, I uh, had a recent experience, and I had sellers a high end home didn't want to stage, and uh, you know it did take a while to sell the house, and so sellers may be under the pre- impression that buyers can come in and they can envision right they they can see what it could be. No, buyers want to come in, they want to see home and garden television, and they want to see home sense. That's what they want to see. <laughs> It's true. You know, that's what they want to see. And uh, we've gotten used to that, right? So if, if we play into that, uh, what those buyers want, you know, and then it's, it's the thing my mom always says, you know, you want a buyer to become frisky for the home. She uses a different word, but frisky for the home. And the staging is what is that initial attraction? Like, whoa, look what this place can look like. Um, so it's so important. And in the case of that house that I had, you know, in hindsight, yes, Staging would have made a difference in terms of money uh, for the seller and time on market. A couple of other items from this survey. Buyers, agents, overwhelmingly, 82% said staging a home made it easier for a buyer to visualize the property as a future home, something that Melissa just referred to. And staging also increased the price of a home that when it's sold for, between 1% and 5% higher than what it was listed for in, in, in many cases. And uh, another 31%, according to the survey, said that home staging greatly decreased the amount of time a home spent on the market. So there you go. It increases the price. Uh, fewer days on market, and uh, it sells um, uh, over asking. When we come back, one more question I do have about staging that we'll get to after the break. We also have some trivia as well for Rob and Melissa. You're listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. A house in the middle of our street. A house in the middle of our And one last go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy and Melissa DeRuder, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700, whether you're buying or selling a home. That number again is 905-575-7700. Online, the website is robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L. FI.com. Before the break, we were chatting about uh, why it's important to stage your home. If if someone just wanted to do one room in their home, what's the most important room that should be staged? Uh, I would say the uh, the living room. 
the living room is, is, is definitely the most important. Uh, but I also would add the foyer walking in because people make their decisions buying that house as soon as they will open the front door mm-hmm. and they feel that comforting, that loving feeling. And, and, you know, the house smells good. It looks good. It, you know, but uh, definitely the living room is, is a big key factor. There's no doubt about that. All right, let's get to some trivia. We'll test your knowledge on uh, all things that are Burlington-related today. Um, So we'll start with uh, question number one. What fruit was first grown in Burlington? And I had no idea that this was the answer. What would your guess be? Strawberries? I'm going to say starfruit. All right. No, I'm just, I want to be in the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) Two good, two good answers, but no. Uh, The first ever peaches grown in Canada were in Burlington. Grindstone Creek watershed in the city's southwest end is when they first popped up. So there you go, peaches. Uh, Question number two. This would have been my second guess. Would have been my second guess. (laughs) Yeah. Burlington has the most species of blank than almost anywhere in the world. I know. I heard, I remember uh, reading up on this. Most species of is it a plant, some sort of plant, Rick. No, no. It's a. It's a. It's a. Either a lizard or a, it's some kind of some kind of small little a salamander of some sort. Something like that. I think it is <laughs> salamander. Uh, what is it, Rick? Also what a good is guess. It, is it salamander? It's not salamander. It's lilac. So you're on the right course when you when you were talking about plants. Yeah, the RBG displays oh. over 745 lilac plants. Um, almost oh, wow. the worst. Never, never, I was never, way never. off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> question number three: What two famous actors slash comedians went to school in Burlington? Jim Carrey was he one? That is one. I, one. Yeah, that's correct. That's one. Yeah. yeah. Who's the I, other? I, I know uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd is a Hamilton, I think. And same thing with uh, Martin Short is Hamilton. Who's a comedian from... Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, is, is he passed away, the other guy? Uh, no, they're is both very guy? much alive. No, he's he, they're both they're, alive. Who? They, I'm just reading up about uh, Canadian uh, famous people. I have no idea. Mike Myers? Mike Myers is incorrect. No, so Jim Carrey, number one, oh. he attended Aldershot High School. And the second is Ryan Gosling, who attended Lester B. Pearson uh, High That's School. right, because Ryan Gosling goes to Burlington because his mother lives there still. There you go. And he hangs out, and they go to this cafe on Brant Street all the time. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. This is exciting. I might have to go yeah. to that cafe. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. All right, question number yeah. four. Every year, the city of Burlington closes a road for what endangered species to cross. Hint... You mentioned it earlier. Oh, the salamanders. You are right. Yeah. The Jefferson yeah, yeah. Jefferson salamander. They, they closed the road for those salamanders? Since, since 2012, the, uh, the city officially closes King Road from the base of the Niagara Escarpment to Mountain Brow Road for three weeks, starting around the first week in March, to allow these salamanders to cross the road and do their thing. There you go. Wow. Good. Good for the city. I know. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, question number five. In the 1980s, the Hamilton Spectator did an investigation and discovered that Burlington's King Road is also a blank. Burlington's King Road. What is it? King King Road was um, something to do do way back from uh, the 1800s. 
Is it an old an old trading route of some sort, or could be? But that's I, not I the answer a, in front of a me. Rail. I think it's a rail. <laughs> I think it was a rail line. A rail line. All right. Well, uh, there is a hint here. New Brunswick has one and is the most popular. I don't know if that'll help. Uh, yeah, you're from the East Coast, aren't you? No meat, no. Oh, Welland. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, that's sorry. a little east. Sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know, Rick. What's what's the answer? For it's that uh, one? it's a magnetic hill. And it's so powerful, well, apparently, I've never tried this, but you can put your car in neutral and you will roll uphill. How about that? That's pretty well. King Road. Yeah. I know what I'm doing after the show. <laughs> I, wonder, I, wonder how that Good works on, I wonder how that works on electric cars. <laughs> will it short everything out? I don't know. Yeah, maybe stay away. <laughs> hey, we got to run. Thank you to Rob and Melissa for joining us on the latest edition of the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser. And do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.